0: Okay, so today is the final message in our God Is series, and there are are a lot of different belief systems that people have, you know, we have about God, and what you believe about God is going to determine how you relate to Him. It's actually going to determine how you relate to people if you really, really think it through. And in our our series, what we've been doing and what we're going to still do today is We want to help you encounter truths about God, things that are reality about God, so that you have an accurate view, so you have a a healthy perspective of who God is, so you know how to communicate with Him, or how to relate, or again, that affects how you relate to people as well. And so the big idea for the series is this, when I have an accurate view of God, I begin to discover the life He made me for. When God made you and designed you, there's a blueprint in his mind that he used to create you with a purpose. And, and, and like I said a while ago, he believes in you, and he believes you can do that, that you can be that, and that's our best life that we can live. So we're, we're really working to help all of us have this accurate view. We've talked about several things over the last few weeks, and you can certainly go back and listen to those. Um, today... I want to start uh, with a list. So I personally, I have a list of things that I lack and would like to whine about for a second. And so just bear with me. Um, Has anybody in here ever whined about stuff? A few people shoot their hands up real quick. The rest of us know it's true. We just don't want, we're not supposed to whine, so we don't tell people in church we're whining. Here's my list. Of a few things. These are a few things that I'm I'm lacking, and I just I feel like I lack in my life. Number one, I lack a brand new truck. Um, the truck that I mine, the one I have, is it's nine years old. That's <laughs> okay, and it's got 130,000 plus miles, which isn't horrific, but it's had a little bit of time on the road. Um, my driver's seat is tearing. You know, you know, so it's from my booty sliding across it as I get in, and that one spot gets worn out. Well, it's you know, it's tearing. I can see the foam under the seat. You know, um, my the little cushy part where I put my hand on the on the center console right here where my cups go, and that that whole little section is gone. I had to rip it off because it was coming apart, and so now my hand has to rest on this hard plastic. And you know, it's just it's horrible. It's just you know, life. It's it's just it's horrible because of this truck. Well. Sometimes it takes several tries to get my truck out of park. You know, hit the brake, no, okay, hit the brake, no, okay, hit the brake, no, again, you know, Um, pound the steering wheel a few few times. Finally, boom, I get it out of park and get to go. Um, Sometimes my radio, the little display that shows what radio station it's on and the time, and sometimes that works, and sometimes it doesn't. Now, the radio still works, And I assume the time is still there, but I can't see it, and so I'm just guessing. I don't know what station this is. I can turn the dial, but I don't know. Um, And so that's just an aggravating thing. And then I can go somewhere and then get back in the truck, and boom, it's working. Okay, great. It works now. Um, Sometimes my brake lights work, and sometimes they don't. Uh, And... I've changed out the sensor to make that fix and I, I'm not so sure that it's really working 100% even. Now, my my brakes are starting to squeak in my truck. I've got an error message that comes up on the on the panel that says tire fault, tire pressure fault, sensor something and it's been out now for, you know, a year. And so I don't it doesn't it sometimes tells me I got low tire pressure, but I don't but then I don't ever know if I really do or not because I know it's not working. But I always have this little light that comes on. Somebody told me, well, just put a sticker over it, and then you can't see the light, and you'll be all right. Uh, the worst part about all of this is I'm still making payments on this truck. How, so so I've, you know, I've, I, have a, I think I have a legitimate complaint. Now, here's some more. Um, I lack about $104 a week because I'm using $104 a week to pay on a credit card that we have, um, I lack a nest egg for retirement in my life. I'm 45 years old. I'm way behind on that. My son, my youngest son's truck. He has an older. His truck is a lot older. It's a '95, and um, it's on hospice. Um, I don't think I don't think it's going to make it much longer at all. Um, I might start driving. I might be able to make it from home to here. You know, just you know, a couple three miles, whatever it is. That may be all the life it has left in it for a little bit. I'm not sure. But my child needs a vehicle to drive. He's still in high school. Um, uh, here's another thing. I need a bigger TV in, our, in my living room. Mine's only, I don't even know what it is, but I need a bigger one. And I've only got one good eye. I've got my left eye is good. My right eye is, is, is bad. I see other people um, who have all of these things. You know, They don't lack the things that I've described, all of this stuff in their life about that is all great. I mean, I've seen these, you know, like 85-inch TVs that are amazing and people driving these brand-new uh, pickups and just all of this stuff. And I wonder sometimes, well, God, I go to church more than they do. Um, I, I, I think I'm a better, uh, if you can't think this way, I think I'm a better Christian than they, I think I've read the Bible more than they do. So they can't possibly love God as much as I do, but yet they have a lot of stuff I don't have. Now, I've heard and even read in the Bible myself about God's generosity and how God is is good, but something doesn't always add up. Now, maybe there's some of you in here today that kind of relate to the things that I'm saying. You probably have... Your own list. You've probably experienced lack in your life. You could probably sit up here and say, "Yeah, the things you just said—that ain't nothing." Listen to this. Um, and some of you probably thought that while I was talking about the truck, and you thought that was stupid. Hey, sorry, it's, right. it's my truck. I got the microphone. So, um, you've probably experienced that. You've seen other people have the stuff that you feel like you should have in life. I'm not saying you. You wish them bad, that's not what I mean, but I just mean, you're like, wait a minute. They don't even, they, they go to church on Christmas and Easter and that's it, but look at what they have. Look at what they get to enjoy. You know, I, oh my gosh, I don't understand, God, this isn't fair. When's my turn? Now, God knew that we would go through things like this in life. He knew that we would have these thoughts he knew that we would experience this, and by your smiles, I'm guessing that we're on the same page, that you're in the same boat as me, and I want to start here in the Bible where God's given us some help, or keep going here in the Bible. It's a, here's a parable that Jesus told, and it has to do with this very subject. Now today's message is God is generous, but honestly, I, don't, I haven't always felt like God was generous to me. I gave you a few reasons why, and of course, I could probably go on and on about the things I don't have. Well, in this parable, Jesus is describing the nature of God himself. Here we go. So we're going to pick this up. We're in Matthew chapter 20. We're going to start in verse 1. There's a little bit to read here of his story, so y'all just tune in with me for just a little bit. Jesus talking, he says, God's kingdom is like a man who owns some land. One morning, the man went out very early to hire some people to work in his vineyard. He agreed to pay the workers one silver coin for working that day. Then he sent them into the vineyard to work. And about nine o'clock, the man went into the marketplace and he saw some other people standing there. Um, They weren't doing anything, so he said to them, If you go and work in my field, I will pay you what your work is worth. So they went to work in the vineyard. Then the the man went out again about 12 o'clock, three hours later. And then he did it again three hours after that at about 3 o'clock. And both times he hired some workers to work in his vineyard. About 5 o'clock, so almost darn near quitting time, He went to the marketplace again, and he saw some other people standing there. He asked them, why did you stand here all day doing nothing? Uh, They said, well, nobody gave us a job. So the man said to them, then you can go and work in my vineyard. At the end of the day, the owner of the field said to the boss of all the workers, call the workers and pay them all. Start by paying the last people I hired, then pay all of them, ending with the ones I hired first. The workers who were hired at 5 o'clock came to get their pay, And each worker was given uh, one silver coin. Then the workers who were hired first, so they went through and paid everyone. Then the workers who were hired first came to get their pay. And can you imagine what they thought? They thought they would be paid more than the guys that just got there at five. But each one of them also received one silver coin. When they got their silver corn, they complained to the man who owned the land. They said, "Those people who were hired last and worked only 1 hour. So apparently they only worked till 6. But you pay them the same as us, and we worked hard all day in the hot sun." Now, we're going to come back to the story here in a second. We're going to end it, finish it up. There's another piece. The early workers thought for sure, the ones that got there first thing in the morning, they thought for sure they earned a bigger paycheck for the day than the guys that only worked for one hour. And in the way, especially here in the US, the way we think, we're like, well, that makes sense. You know, these guys put in, I didn't calculate it, how many hours it was, but 10, whatever hours they put in, and the other guys put in one, and so, you know, mathematically speaking, they, you would think that they would get more because they worked longer. When they received their one coin like everyone else, their contracted amount. They were hot. They were upset. This is not fair. I, what are you what, what is wrong with you? Do you realize that I worked all day in the hot sun? And I gave, you know, I was here all day long and I I made just as much as they did. Would it be fair to assume that these workers thought that the boss was withholding something from them in my brain my, in my brain it works that way maybe maybe they he was holding back something they deserved because they had been working all day long in this parable the employer the guy that went out the guy that owned everything the guy that went and hired people this he represents God and i 'll show you but I mean he represents God and so if I do what these workers did and I focus on what I think God's holding back from me, then it puts me in a state of dissatisfaction. I mean, these guys, have you experienced this? Um, man, I just don't I, don't, I don't have the car I want. My house is a piece of junk and I don't, have, I don't get paid enough and I don't have this and I don't have that. And before you know it, everything about everything in life, you're dissatisfied with. And essentially what this means is you're dissatisfied with God. God, you're not giving me what I deserve. Why are you holding this back from me? All of those why questions. Now, I don't want anybody to raise any hands here, and I sincerely, don't, don't do it. But how many of you here are parents, and you've been generous with your children over time, whether they're little or older, you know, just think back over the time with your children, and you were generous to them. You provided for them things that they needed for life, you know, you know, the, you gave them a place to stay, and you fed them, and you did those things, and you also gave them things that they didn't necessarily deserve. Um, but you just loved them, and so you you've done what you could. You, you've given everything you could to help your children have the best life possible. Most parents think that way. Most parents think that's I would like for my children to have it better than I had. I'll give them everything I can, I can possibly give them, and so uh, we, we think that way about our kids, but. Have you done that and then experienced your children focusing on what they lacked instead of what you had given them? So again, don't raise your hands because if your kids are in here, I don't want you to raise your hand. Um, but it's a good chance you've experienced that. Well, Dad, I didn't get this and you didn't do that for me. And you, you didn't give me this and that. And you're like, what the heck are you talking about? You're lucky to be alive today. you know. Um, but they're, they're not seeing it that way. Okay so some some of you have experienced that too. So could it be that the the grown-ups that were working in the vineyard in our story uh could this be true about them? This is where they're at. Could it be that they were getting exactly what they deserved or or possibly more? And and they got they were definitely getting what they what had been agreed upon. But yet they, all they could focus on was what they didn't get, that they thought they should have gotten. Now, could this be the way we look at God sometimes? I guess I'm being kind of I don't know is that, is that the word sarcastic? The answer to these questions is yes. Um, of course it is. And, and now, could this be true about how you personally have looked at God? Well, God, you sure have been holding things back from me. I don't understand. This isn't fair. Let's look at the rest of the parable about verse 13. So these guys are complaining. Why didn't we get this more than the other guys? But the man who owned the field said to one of them, friend, I am being fair with you. You agreed to work for one silver coin, right? So take your pay and go. I want to give them in Who was, who were, hired last, the same pay I gave you. I can do what I want with my own money. Why would you be jealous because I am generous? Very interesting response. Hey, I gave you what we agreed on. You signed for one silver coin, that's what you got. What's your complaint? Why why would you be upset because I'm generous to somebody else? I don't understand. Well, again, this uh, employer represents God. So let me ask a question. How, how was God, or, or how is God, or how was this employer, how was he generous? Did he give all the workers what he agreed to give them? He did. Did he cheat anybody? Nope. Didn't cheat a person. He was generous because he gave these guys that only worked an hour you know, as much as everybody else, but it was his money to give, and he did what he said he would do. So, you could—I can easily look at him and say, "This guy—he's generous," because he paid these other guys a lot. You know, the, the same amount. Um, it looks like that he—he he wanted to help people out. He went later. You know, he kept going later and later in the day, and he found guys that weren't working. Well, they needed to feed their families. I mean, and that's why they were there. That's why they were in the marketplace. That's why they were hanging around that day because they needed work. They needed something you know, to make money. And so he was generous enough to say, hey, I'll take you too, come on. I've got a big vineyard. I've got a lot of money. Come work and I, I will help you put food on your table um, today too. He did say something too. I'm like, why are you just standing here? You know, why have you been standing here all day? But here, I, I wanna help you too. God's generous because that's his nature, and it's his choice to be. You know, it's true, we don't really deserve God's generosity, but he, that, that's who he is. Now, do you think, let's think about those first workers, you know, the ones that hired first thing in the morning. Do you think that they worked at 100% capacity all day long? Go ahead, you can answer this one, yes or no. I don't know, because I wasn't there. I'm just saying, do you think they did? Now, probably if you're answering, you're answering on your own experience. So if you work at 100% capacity for every hour you have gotten paid from your employer, then you're thinking, yeah, they worked 100%, but most of us cannot say yes to that, because we don't, or we haven't. I remember working in, at, at Formosa, and... Working with these welders, and literally they would go as slow as possible, so they wouldn't have to start a new job. No, 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 don't, don't put those leads up so fast. What are you doing? Let's just take our time. Uh, occasionally, somebody would claw, climb up in these, you know, um, these cable racks or out of sight somewhere, and they're going to go take a nap. And I'm like, what, what are you? in My brain. I'm like, what are you doing? This is insane. But they're getting paid for goofing off. I know, I know. Maybe those of you in here have never, ever goofed off and work. Maybe you have deserved 100% of the pay that you've gotten. But maybe, maybe you, you know, looked at Facebook while you were supposed to be working. Or maybe you've done something, just maybe, just maybe. Um, you think the, the owner of the field knew they probably goofed off a little bit? I bet you he did. Bet you he did, but he paid them anyway. And, and there was no union back then. There was no, it was just like, hey, I mean, he could have just sent them off and not paid them and nothing would have happened to him. Okay, he did it because he, he wanted to pay them anyway. Now, if I take this story to heart and I believe the Bible, I have to conclude then that, that God is generous. Paying these workers that only worked an hour are the same as everybody else. Paying everybody when most likely they didn't really work all day in the hot sun. I know it's in the Bible, and I know they said we worked all day in the hot sun. I doubt it. Have you ever known anyone? There, there are some, but have you have you known the majority of people to give a hundred percent effort all the time? Most don't. Maybe that's a flaw in our society, but it, I think it's probably the truth about how things go. So. Um, I'm concluding that God is generous. Number one, he looks for people who needs help and he reaches out to them. Did you catch the part of the parable where he goes early in the morning, finds some guys, I need my vineyard worked on, so I'm gonna pay you this much, let's go. He comes back three hours later and he's looking for more people. He takes them, so it's about lunchtime. And he takes, you know, okay, you guys go work. Well, after that, We don't read in the story that the work wasn't getting done and they were on a time crunch and they needed more workers. That's not what we read. We just read that he went around looking for people that needed help. And he found them and he said, hey, I'll help you too. There is no way that he needed those guys at five o'clock from five to six. There's no way he needed that for the job to get done. But he was going around time and time again all day He was reaching out to people to try to help them. God is with me all day long, every day, and he's reaching out to provide what I need. God is generous. Now, let me take you back to my my whining for a second. What about my lack? And, you know, how how has God been generous to me um, even if I feel like there are things I need? So let me, look at, let me look at my whining from instead of thinking about what I'm lacking, let me look at it from, okay, if God's generous, let me try to look at that from this perspective. Instead of God's holding good things away from me, let me, let me just change my focus for a second. If I do that, I would think of things this way. Well, my truck's nine years old, which trucks last longer than that, and 135,000 miles really isn't a whole, whole lot for a truck that, that, but that is that old And um, there's a lot of people driving hoopties when I'm driving a truck that at least has air conditioner. And it's got a heater. And the radio does work. You just can't always see what station it is. Um, And, uh, oh, and, you know, I didn't mention this a while ago, but I've already had to work on the transmission. I I was having a problem. And I didn't have, literally, this has been a little bit, but I didn't have the money to, or I didn't want to, squeak out the money to pay for a professional to do it uh and so i was having this transmission problem well i had a friend that told me here's what your problem is and all it was was one little seal but i had to drop the whole transmission to do it and it was a big headache but i was able to do it myself i don't want to ever do it again in my lifetime but i was able to do it and the part cost me like fifteen dollars and just you know half a day but i was off so hey I've been. I was able to fix it myself and save that. However much it would have cost to take it into a shop, that um, you know, I can buy a. I can easily buy a little seat cover. And all it is to switch the thing for my brake lights is one little sensor. That's again probably it was like fifteen twenty dollars. I could do it myself in five minutes. It's really easy. Um, that credit card that I said I, you know, I'm paying hundred and four dollars a week on. So I feel like I'm. You know, I'm lacking $104 a week. Well, the truth is I don't have to be paying $104 a week. I'm just doing that because in eight weeks from today, it's going to be paid off and our final credit card of our lifetime is over. And I will have no more credit card payments. So then I'm going to get a $104 a week raise the way my brain works. Uh, and I am, I am literally behind on retirement just for, for my age and where I'm at and all that stuff, but I'm actually putting money into it now. And we, you know, we, because of that, I'm like, okay, so we need a side hustle to help supplement things so that and, and the money that we can potentially earn from this other stuff that we do is probably bigger than the retirement I would have had had I been putting money back all these years. I mean, it's going to be work, but the, the, the potential and the possibility is still there for me. Uh, now, my son's truck, the one on, it literally is on hospice, folks. Um, he, he has to call me, and he calls me on his way to school, and like, hey, Dad, it's doing it again. Well, pull over, turn it off, you know, put it, turn it back on. Hopefully, it'll get you back to way. I mean, we've had to go through this. Uh, well, my other son just left for boot camp a few weeks ago, and guess what he did? He left his truck with us. So I have a, you know, I have a good 16 weeks now because he's going to be there for a while, not just it's eight plus a little more while he's there. He's not going to need that truck. So I have some time. So guess what? My son gets to drive his brother's jacked up better truck um, to, to school back and forth. So I, I'm not in a super time. I'm not, you know, like in an emergency right now. My, my living room TV works just fine. And I can see that television from the couch with my one good eye. So it's really not that bad. But I like a bigger and sure, but it's not that bad. Here's some more good things actually going on in my life. I got the little letter that says, you know, here's what your health insurance is going to be this coming year. Our rates went down for this coming year. It is amazing because they've done nothing but be jacked up extremely high the last two years. Other people that I know have stuff I lack, but you know what? Who cares? Who, who really cares? I have a, a wife that loves me, and trust me, I know how lucky I am. I have two children that I'm proud of. Are they perfect? Not, nowhere close, but I love these boys, and I'm very proud of them and who they're becoming. As far as I'm concerned, I'm the richest guy I know. Yeah, I lack stuff, but so what? Um, God has certainly been generous to me. My situation hasn't changed from what I described to you earlier, but just the way I look at it definitely has changed. Now, let me help you a little bit more. I'm going to hit you with a really serious thought here. And so I want you to just hang on with me just a couple more minutes. Let's go back to our parable. As I read this story, I read this parable, I bet that most of us in here, and me too, for I've read this story, I've heard this story, I don't know how many times throughout my life. Some of you in here were on the same boat. The moment I started reading it, you might have even checked out because you were like, I've heard this. I know what he's going to say. I know what happens at the end. I've seen the end to the movie. Well, I bet you that whether that was the first time you've heard it or the thousandth time you've heard that story, most of us relate to that worker that was hired first thing in the morning. Most of us would put ourselves in their shoes. We think of ourselves as that one that I was. That's right. These other people get the stuff, and I've been doing more, and and I love Jesus more than they do, and I've X Y Z. I've done these things. Well, what if? What if the truth really is, you're the person that got hired at five o'clock? What if that's reality? What if you're really the person, you, you know, the, the guy went and said, well, why have you been standing around all day? If we put it maybe in a little different terms, well, what took you so long to start following God? Why, what have you been doing? And, and by the way, uh, you know, it, you're 40 years old. What if, what if you're in that boat? What if you're in that group? What if you are really the guy that was hired at five? But you're getting everything that the people that were hired at nine are getting. How would you look at God then? Um, You you know the next statement coming, right? Most likely, the truth is you have even even if you whether you're the guy that are hired at five or maybe you were one of the ones hired earlier in the day. Most likely, you've goofed off since then. Most likely, you've failed since then. Most likely, you have you know not really earned what maybe you feel like you earned, but God is willing to give you, let me put it this way, every good thing you have has come from God. So if you're the guy that was hired late, your view of God changes, and you think, wow, wait a minute. You mean I, and not just here, but I get, you mean that God cares about me just as much? Yep, he loves me, yeah. You mean there, there's heaven available for me? Yeah. Whether well, you got hired at nine or five or anywhere in between, God's generous. So, what if all the good things I have are the result of God's generosity of, instead of my less than perfect efforts? If this is all true, then the whole dynamic's different in the way we think. And God's way more generous than we realize. Now, I've experienced this, and it's true. I really do feel like I'm one of the richest people I know. I don't have much money, and I might not have as much stuff, but oh my gosh, I I think I have way more than I actually deserve, and I'm so thankful for that. So thankful for that. So let me give you a few steps here to close it out. To help apply today's message. Number one, ask God to help point out to you or point out areas of jealousy in your life. Well, God, they got this. Why don't I have this? Why why don't I get that? Why? I mean, you already know. Okay, God, hold on. Am I looking at other people's good and thinking that that means I lack? Ask God to help you with that because that will help change your perspective and essentially help change your life. Here's the second thing: look for God's generosity in my life versus looking for what I lack. It's easy to do that. We all lack stuff. Great. Now look at what good stuff you have and say God, you know, thank you for that I have this. Third thing. Determine to live generously. When you look at God's generosity, you're going to find you're going to find it. Look for it. You'll find it in your life and when you do, If you're really looking for it, you're going to be drawn to be generous yourself. The way you relate to God is quite likely the way you're going to relate to and interact with other people as well. If you find yourself looking for God's generosity, you most likely are going to find yourself wanting to be generous to other people. And when you experience that, go ahead and do it. Go ahead and stay generous, you know, because you'll probably have a check. Like, Whoa, hold on, what am I doing here? Why am I going to be generous? Determined to live generously. If we're going to, if we'll apply these things in our lives, our, our families, our, our coworkers, our community, the people around us are going to get to see that God is really generous. They're going to experience God's generosity in their lives. And uh, that can change the world around you. God is generous. Y'all stand up with me. I want to pray for you. Lord, I thank you for each and every person in here today. And I pray that you help us to see where you're generous. And we thank you for all of the good things that we have in our lives. We do thank you for... Uh, coming and finding us even when we've goofed off and gone the wrong way and uh, hid and tried to sleep and all of those things. Thank you for being generous to us. I pray that you encourage us to live generously with others and help us to see how we are the richest people we know. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.